Oh, hello. Well, this is Mr. Burns. A Smithers, get me my favorite podcast on the line, will you? Mouse and Weens. <laughs> Here we are. We're here. Mouse and Weens. We got a wiener on the left and a mouse on the right. That's right. I'm Mouse. I'm Joelle. I'm the mom one down in San Diego. Over here in the blue. I'm Weens. I'm in LA and I'm a swinging single. <laughs> a swinging ween. Watch out, I'm world. I'm a swinging wiener. There she is Always. with her curly hair, too. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, we're on YouTube, you guys. If you want to check it out, we're doing a Go little to YouTube. Zoom, Zoom call, too, as we record. But here we, we are. Look very, been- very beautiful today. So please go to YouTube and see for yourself. Ladies and sirs. (laughs) Our last video, I realized I looked a little more like a hobo, so I'm trying to up my game up a tiny bit. This is one notch up, everybody. Lucky you. We're trying to raise our self-confidence on national television, and it worked. (laughs) We said, go look at us. We're beautiful. You know, you got (laughs) to say that to yourself sometimes. Affirm it. That's right. Beauty is skin deep. I always say yeah. Anyway, oh. <laughs> so tell us some more stories about your life. Oh, my God. No, I want to catch up with you. I feel like I really haven't talked to you in a long time. You've been knee deep in... I've been going to a university and taking many classes. I think I'm taking 23 units, 21 now. I've dropped a class. I'm going to do my uh... best Jack Black impersonation. Cuckoo. 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 <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> It's kind of fun. Have you ever gone to college? Yeah, Talk amongst God. yourselves. It's it's PTSD for me when I hear about that. I'm going, oh, that, that was the worst. I just hated that. How, how are you handling it? Because this is you're in it's finals, semifinals, not semifinals. Midterms, midterms. semifinals, <laughs> halftime. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I never finished my degree when I was younger, so I'm doing it now. As as we could take a break here during this COVID time, I said, what could I do with free time? I'll finish that degree that's been hanging in the wind. Good. So, yeah, isn't that interesting? Everyone has different life paths. I like it. Mine was uh, artsy, fun. I know. <laughs> not film school. S- yeah. Acting school. And freewheeling love. Free wiener wheeling. Hey, uh, what about <laughs> you? Tell me um, about the kids are finally starting school back up. I'm so excited. This has been the talk of the week. So it's been gearing up to this, but there's like a big fight with the school district and the state of California here and the governor and what's allowed and what's not. And San Diego has been in the purple tier. We just got moved to the red tier, I believe. Um, and we petitioned to open the schools and they said no. And then we went above and like over their heads and we opened schools anyway, one day a week. And then there was an appeal or something, and now we're going to two days a week. So we're kind of like, we have to get our kids back in school. And Really? Yeah. And so it's happening. So Toby went on Monday. He's the sophomore in high school. So he had his first day back, which was cute. It was like at the start of a new trimester, too. So it was all new classes. And he was excited. It was sweet. And then Elliot, he starts tomorrow. So he'll be, really? he'll be back, too. And then we go to two days a week, and then... 
Yeah, but then sweet Charlotte wants to stay home and do virtual school and sit on her bed with her kitties because that's how she does class. <gasps> Let her do that. I know. So I'm like, okay, I won't push it. You know, whatever you want to do. And she wants to stick with her sweet teacher, Mr. Shiflet. Oh, Shout out. Shiflet. <laughs> Cameron Shiflet. Mr. Shiflet. Shiflet. <laughs> I'm so alone. Julianne, explain your whole thing with him. You guys have this oh, whole love with him. inside world with him. What's going on? Charlotte and I both love Shiflet because he's emotional and he plays his guitar sometimes. <laughs> and he'll get a little tear when he talks about the environment and... <laughs> <laughs> like animals. He's the so sweetest. then we turned him into a dreamy chef and we have little songs like, uh, please don't cry if you have a sniff. Call on your favorite man named Mr. Chef. <laughs> Everything, so rhymes. Everything rhymes so with Chef. Yeah. He's great. And the thing that I don't think Charlotte understands is that you don't actually have a crush on him. He's sweet and young and he's this cute hippie guy but he's engaged and he's fully immersed in his own he's life like but 25 or something probably yeah but she's she's pretty sure that you and he are gonna get married someday so really she's trying Uh-oh. to like set you up and drop hints and be like my aunt loves you <laughs> oh, <laughs> you really? like camping she likes camping no i don't think no. she's really but she's okay she's, good She's got big plans some somewhere in there. She's going to drop the bomb on him someday, the love bomb on she the ship. She did say you should get a moving truck and move from L.A. and you could live here. And then we could be closer to shifts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He's it's so cute. Guy. When I worked in the garden with him, too, he was super into it. And we're going to do this whole thing with Earth Day. and You like, got to seeds. work in the garden with shifts? Yeah. You mm-hmm. never told me this. Me and Cameron are like this. Well, I know all the teachers at that school. So they're all very sweet. And yeah. Wow. So he's a great guy. I, I would approve of that wedding. <laughs> so you got close to him. Did you get a whiff? What was it like to sniff? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Shifts! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He probably smelled like like you with your patchouli. It was, you know, the earthy. I wear patchouli sometimes. I actually like patchouli. There yeah. are many people who call it hippie bo who hate it. <laughs> I love it. It reminds me of Berkeley. It reminds me of happy armpits, peaceful pits. <laughs> you don't like it, do you? Uh, it's too pity for me. I just... Really? How do you know, though? You have no association. I have you. You've got it on, and you've got tall pits. You're six one. I'm five seven. They line up, right, with the old nasal. Yeah, but they're beautiful. Area. They smell like the uh, natural earth. No, mm, no, yeah. no. Let's move I on. So. I don't. Let's find someone who enjoys my smells. <laughs> Call me. I know I'm who might. Sitting here. You have a settle certain, it. You have a certain exterminator that. <laughs> started sniffing around speaking of sniffy shiffy tell me what happened with the rat guys okay go back everybody who's listening my our dear listeners go back to the rat episode ratty new year and you'll hear him we even got an audio clip of him (laughs) and now it's turned into this thing so tell us okay we i never heard if the rats went away if they stayed what happened no rats will eat Can I tell you how often my sister has a song oh, that we've talked you about always get so bothered? Okay, it's so dumb. It's I'll post casual it, Scoob. Casual Can you just Scoob. sing it real quick? They have their cat Scooby. She sings a song. Just sing it real quick. Casual Scoob. Scoob. Casual Scoob. It's the Scoobiest casual cat in town. He lays on a bench with his feet hanging off. He doesn't even care if his feet hang off. No rats will eat the salami off his toes. He's not worried about that. 
He's casual Scoob. Casual Scoob. Scoobiest cat on a bench. You, there you go. judge that song, but it is catchy. <laughs> it's so that song catchy. is going places. I do like okay, the song. Okay, so I will say it pops into my head at least once a day, and I'll just be doing the dishes casual scoop. Hey, and because I'm always saying no rats, which brings <laughs> me back to the story of the exterminator. Yeah. Okay, let me just do the brief version, folks. There was a rat living in my oven. A rat jumps out. The landlord guy uh, calls an exterminator rat person. He comes over. He's very interesting. He's a little different. He's going around going, It's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then I was like, I was trying to record him and it went around the corner and he would be like in different spaces. And it turns out, I said, it, I said Patrick, what are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? What's happening? What's, we recorded you know? it. We have the whole thing. Okay. That's on our episode. That's on the episode. Okay, so fast forward to he's supposed to come check the traps, make sure no dead rats. Right. No rats are in the traps. (laughs) And uh, so we found out in the interview that he was chanting little Buddhist songs, right? Little uh, mantras to himself. That's what that was. Yeah. Right. He mentioned his Buddhism, and I said, oh, that's really cool. Wow, lovely. Okay, see you next time you check the traps. And he leaves, and then he sends me. Let me just show you on YouTube, folks. Go to YouTube. Mm. I get this. It's a Buddhist Zoom. She's holding up her phone. It says, what's love got to do with it? A Zoom meeting. What's love got to do with Buddhism? And it's got sexy lips, like Rocky Horror Picture Show lips. He wants to explore Buddhist love with you. Lip love. Really? uh, Buddhist style. I have no idea, but I thought that was interesting. And guess what? What? I said I was busy. I am doing school. I can't make it. He never picked up his traps. No traps! (laughs) They're here, and I don't know if he's embarrassed or something, but now I've got rat traps. Sent you that, wanted that to be your virtual date, right? Did he say I have no idea. Oh. He just said, first of all, Juliana. Mm, He said, hi, Juliana. Here is a link. I wanted to invite you to a meeting happening later tonight at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Please follow the instructions. Thanks. Hope to see you there. Ooh. So is that a friendly thing or is that a date thing? It could be friendly. We don't know. Okay. But then after uh, I said I couldn't go, now I've got traps everywhere in the attic, all over the house. Is that <laughs> no, bad? I don't you don't know if there's rats in them. You don't want to check them. You think it's empty? the fact that it's been two and a half months, and this should have been done on January. And you won't call him fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just stick him outside and have some traps. Yes. That story was so pointless. That's okay. No, I had a point, which was you got asked out by the rat guy, but then I don't know if it was even asked out. Well, yeah. These are the things. It's such a weird time to date. This is dating in COVID. You don't know if a Zoom meeting is a date. You don't know if it's a just a nice, friendly thing. At least he's already been in my bedroom. (laughs) I know. It's the only man in my bedroom for a while. Oh, yeah, and then you sent that picture. You finally, <laughs> you finally washed out all of your um, lingerie rat drawer. I'm ready. <laughs> Good. Okay, you hear that, everybody? She's ready. Bring your traps over, boys. I'm ready. Laundry washed, rat free. Come on yeah. down. 
But she didn't have a drying rack for all this delicate lingerie, so she just poured it out over her kitchen floor, and she said it looked like a I was over it. I... Madam Kitchen, what what did you call it? You had some... <laughs> it was hilarious, Crash though. dummy? Laundry yeah, dummy? Yeah, I'll, I'll post that picture. It was some sort of, like... Yeah. So... Let's get to the point. Get to ladies. the point, man, which is exes. So we had our mom on our last episode and being a patron, we asked her what subject should we do next? Because as patrons, you guys can choose the topic that we discussed. She picked, I want to hear about your ex-boyfriends, your exes. So Ooh. we said yes. And we have been collecting all these stories, right? In our mind. Yeah. Of all of our exes. So uh, uh, I have not. This will all be on the fly. Yeah, this is going to be on the fly. But we also collected stories from listeners and folks online, and I have them all in front of me. So we can start reading some of theirs and then just kind of play off of that because some of these are great. Okay. Um, Candy, he left stuff everywhere. He would leave piles of shit everywhere. He would get super mad if she if she did anything with it. And... Uh, his stuff included, she said, magazines, gun parts, change. It would stay there for months. And and I'm like, that's crap my kids do too. But that's a kid thing, right? Cattle prod. Have you had the messy the messy ex-boyfriend? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I know which one too. And did you have oh. to, you became the cleaner in the relationship, which for yes. you is different because you were more of the cluttered one maybe excuse me you've changed though you've grown up but in the old days you were more like we i that's my pile i know where everything is and you weren't blake came over though and he i said my place is kind of like organized right and pretty clean and he goes eh he's like what's all that he's like those are all my plants i put all my plants on one table which is the dining room table to absorb the sun yeah so it's just a table full of plants it's functional him crazy you're in a moment of just being quick and functional right now because yes. you're in school. Yes. Forgive. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of my exes. They were all pretty clean. I don't think I had any real messy, gross exes. I did really? date this one guy in college <laughs> who uh, he was he was just Which messy one? when he'd get drunk. There was that. He would... Uh, he. <laughs> I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. I know you know it. But one night he got so wasted. Is this trusty? No, no. This is asshole. Asshole uh, Dave. That's yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. He um, Other Dave. He was a surfer. Super cute. And I was just like, woo. I was over the moon about this guy. But he would get drunk with his buddies. One night he came home. I think we were out together. And, uh, you know, he passed out or something. Middle of the night, he wakes up. And I can hear him shuffling around the room, shuffling in this corner, shuffling in that corner. And I realize, and he's kind of mumbling, talking to himself. And I'm like, what is he doing? I'm a really light sleeper. I see that he's starting to try to whip it out. And he's trying to, like, pee somewhere. And he's in the hallway right outside of his room. And so I take him by his shoulders. Like, his pants are already down. I, I don't know what's happening. And I'm like dude, over here. And like I push him into the bathroom and I aim him toward the toilet. I think I even might have had to hold it to get it going in the toilet. And so he finished in the toilet and then, you know, goes back to sleep. Next morning, we wake up, we go downstairs to get coffee, have a bagel. His roommates are down there, all these surfers in this cool old house in La Jolla. And uh, I sit down on the couch 
and there's the coffee table and TV and a couple guys sitting around eating, drinking. And uh, there's a bowl in the middle of the coffee table and it's got water in it. And I hear this drip, drip. And I'm going, what is this bowl of water? And the guy's like, oh yeah, we came home last night and there's like a leak from the ceiling of stuff coming down. It was all over the remote. It was on the magazines on the table. It was his urine that had soaked from the hallway above and gone through the walls, through the floor, dripping down the chandelier and onto the coffee table. Because I thought guy, you directed him into the toilet. So he Well, hit. yeah, but I missed the first half of his urine, which he was pissing in the corner in the hallway. He thought he was near a toilet or something. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. So that was disgusting. The surfer house with like pee dribble. And I didn't want anyone to know that they had just touched everything with piss on it. So I just didn't oh. say anything. And I'm like, we got to go. And then I told him after, I'm like, you pee. That was your pee. And he was like, oh my no. God. Yeah. Those old houses. Watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eesh. that that was, that was a lasting That's a messy life. wiener. All yeah. right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Michelle says, my ex used to play helicopter with his stuff. So, because I thought that kind of stuff stopped at puberty, but I guess not. Now, I kind of like it. I kind of think it's funny. <laughs> what do you Does think? Does Dave do it? <laughs> I can't say it like regularly, but sometimes there's been like a... Yeah. A fast little move or a dance that's real funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, like a supervan pose with a little ring, 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 ring. Yeah, or just like a... Anyone? That was a weird <laughs> pause. Sorry. Jeez, forget it. No. That never happened. Well, it's... Yeah, it's that thing of all our friends probably listening. No. Um, the same boyfriend. This is what I was getting to. The surfer guy, he apparently spent a lot of time alone in his room. And uh, he told me, he goes, I got to show you this thing I taught myself how to do. It's really cool. I'm like... Okay, what was it? And, you know, I think we were, like, laying there, and so he was naked, and he stood up at the edge of the bed. He's like, watch this, watch this. And he got out his boxers, and he held them really wide open, and with both feet at the same time, he jumped into his boxers to show me that was the trick. He had spent numerous hours teaching himself how to jump into his underwear with both feet at a time. In case of emergency, he said, in case he ever had to like get up really fast and like move quickly. And uh, all I remember, though, was his junk, like whapping when he jumped into his underwear. This is such a weird story. I know. Like an but, egg drill? Like, yeah. That was a big accomplishment. But can't most people jump? Try it right now. Go ahead. Stand up trying to jump into your underwear with both feet. I would, except time. this whole thing will fall apart. I've got <laughs> rigs there. If you saw what's happening, I have the microphone balancing with jeans holding it down. And then it's on my artist sketchbook on top of a box hanging on a pillow. I She's can't talking breathe. about her microphone, her computer. She's sitting on her oh. bed, though. So we need to get you a proper little recording desk or something, right? But the lighting is nice there, and it's a soft room. You Thank look you. beautiful. It's all worth Thanks. it. Thanks. You look gorgeous. Next. Mm-hmm. Next. I so no you. reaction. Whoops. I love you. Didn't you love that asshole Dave jumping into his underwear with both feet? That was my best story. That's all I get. 
I don't understand. You're a tough crowd, man. I'm I'm gonna stick with being the Robin <laughs> that laughs at your stories because my stories Wait, suck. But I don't under wait, I don't understand. He just jumped into his under did the underwear come up automatically? Or did he's he just holding sit there it down the at the floor with his two hands, making the leg holes really big, and then he jumps in with both feet at the same time. Now imagine a fully grown cute surfer guy standing there butt naked, holding his underwear down by the floor and jumping in with both feet at a time. It's hilarious. <laughs> is no? it funny or is it just weird? <laughs> it's weird, but it's funny because then his dingle dingle just flaps. Okay, well, while the he's ding- jumping in. Got it. Okay. That's I was all like- I can remember. <laughs> but I just remember going. I didn't know if we're focusing on the wiener or the boxers. Why would a pre med UCSD student spend all this time learning how to jump into his underwear when he probably should be studying? I think it was just a big distraction. I don't get how tough this is that you would just. Don't okay. you just. Everyone, take a break right now. Push pause. I'd like you to. Okay, strip. I'm going to do it in the background. Hold yeah. on. Okay, everyone, take off. Oh, God. All right, she's going to do it. Oh, she just left. All right, let's hear a word from our sponsor. We are sponsored by Dream Dinners. Dreamdinners.com or mouseandweens.com. Click the link and do enter Mouse and Weens 99 at checkout if you're in the local area of Poway or San Marcos down here in San Diego. And you will get $99 off your first full order and free delivery if you choose it. You guys, Dream Dinners is a meal preparation service that makes dinner time so easy. I love doing them with my family. My husband can cook them up really quick. It's just a wonderful thing with good, healthy food that recreates meal time for us. It's, it's given us lots of family time back. Dream Dinners uses high quality foods. They cut, they prep, they bag it up for you. All you have to do is thaw out your meal, look at the recipe card, and pop it in the oven or stovetop, and it's ready usually in 20, 30 minutes. So do go to dreamdinners.com, look for your location, enter Mouse and Weens 99, and let them know we sent you. Enjoy this wonderful life hack at Dream Dinners. All right, she's going to do it. Oh. <laughs> okay. I have to give you a visual. Oh, she's You didn't do it. Did you do it? Did you really jump in with both feet at exactly the same time? Well, I mean, the heel caught the lip of the... Ah, see? (laughs) He perfected it. He got it to where that didn't happen. They were both slipping at the same time. It's so dumb. I just don't... That is beautiful. I love this. And so his wiener just did a little doop, bloop, bloop. Yep. This guy now, was is, it exciting? Did it make you say, ooh, this is the guy for me? No, I just thought it was hilarious and weird. Like, why would he spend all his time doing this? This same guy is now a doctor married with kids in, uh, <gasps> I think, in Hawaii. So, uh, wow. Little do his patients was know. Was he an egomaniac? Um, he cheated on me. That part sucked. Oof. He kissed a girl dude. at a 4th of July party and then came back in the fall and told me. He was the same one that we were at a concert and he left for a while. And I was standing there just watching the band. This was an on-campus concert and some dude came up to me. The band was the Sugar Cubes. Pearl no. Jam. No. It was probably like Toe the Wet Sprocket or some sort of college band. I was trying to use my intuition. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, but some dude came up to me and said... Uh, he was like, hey, you know, what's your name? And da, da. and by that time, the boyfriend had come back and he was standing on my other side. Meanwhile, this guy's talking to me over here. And I'm like, oh, blah, 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 you know, small talk, small talk. But then he said something suggestive like, well, you're, you know, you're cute. Would you ever want to go get a beer or something like that? And I go, 
my boyfriend's right here. And he looked and he goes, that guy? I thought that was just your friend. He was just in the bar, like totally, like suggestively hugging this other girl. I thought he was with her. And I was like, what? And then after the fact, you know, months later, at the time I confronted him, he's like, no, 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 I didn't do anything. Or no, he said he saw him kissing someone. (gasps) So then... Yeah, and months later, it turned out he was a Ugh. cheater, McCheaterson. Unfaithful. I know. So that was That's the one awful. time that happened that really broke my heart. That was a hard one. Can people change is the question. Do you think he's still a cheater? I wonder. <sighs> I didn't look know. that one up. I do have some okay. good factoids for us later about breakups. but um. All right, let's go to the next question. Don't we have about 45 of these? We have lots of stories, yeah. Um, do you want to read one? Sure. The same little sh- sheet. Okay. Okay. Christina. Yes. I don't mind sharing here. I dated a terrible, in all caps, guy for three years. He hated when my, uh, he no. hated when I had my, <laughs> sorry, I, I missed a word. He hated when I had my hair in a ponytail. He said I would dress lesbian. Like, what even is that? People dress how they like. And if I got a margarita at dinner, I would get an earful of alcoholism because when he was 15, he had to get his stomach pumped because he, caps, was an alcoholic. Ugh, terrible. I could go on about his terrible behavior, but I'll end with when I was leaving him, I was working out and losing weight. And he said somebody else gets to have a skinny, happy Christina. And he got the fat, sad one. Like, wow. The audacity. Sheesh. Never fear. I'm engaged to the my best friend now. <laughs> and that psycho ex is married to some unknowing lady. I'm sure she will figure it out eventually. Boom! <laughs> Hit my leg. <laughs> she just mic dropped her phone on her own leg. Ow. <laughs> yeah, dude. That got me. I was like, who dare say that? How how would you feel? Oh, you're losing weight. I got the fat version of you, and now you're going to go off and be skinny with some new guy? That's so mean. That's so So awful. mean. Who would so ever say that? Horrible. So she dodged well, a bullet with that one. Yes, what a for jerk. sure. We, hate, we hate this guy. Whoever. I wish she would say his name so we could call him out. And yeah, really. uh, All right. What about you? Do you have any exes that just a mean like exit thing that they did? Like, that sucks. Mm. Like, I had last one who was trying tough love. He was trying to break me. And he was trying anything he could to, like, get. He wanted to get to my inner core. And then he said, like, when I look at you, your face makes me want to throw up. And you're <gasps> one of the, what did he say? He goes, uh, yeah, just I remember that. Your face makes me want to vomit. And, oh, my uh, God. And then later I was like. I broke up with him, basically. Yeah. I was like, that's some of the meanest shit I've ever heard. What? We talked after, and he was like, well, I was just trying something different that would, like, actually get to you, because you're, you have such a, you know, whatever. Dude, give me his number right now. Uh, Big Sister has some words to share with him, because that's fucking awful. And then he was like, those are just words. Think about all the things that you did. I'm like, Oh, my God. But it was much more than that. I'll just say that part. But, yeah. (sighs) Ugh. Isn't that mean? And it was so like mean. devastating at the time. Yeah. It was really hurtful. Yeah. But that's horrible. I know these guys yeah. it's probably say things and do things they don't really know in the moment. No, but that you know in the moment. The same 
surfer guy. Boy, I'm really hung up on him. He uh, grabbed my fat when I was bent over in the shower shaving my legs. He like grabbed my belly and he was like, and I'm like, oh. I was like, what are you doing? And I like stood up and like covered myself and he was like, I'm sorry. I just, I had to see what it felt like. And I'm like, oh, and I've always after that, like turned away and never shown anyone oh. my like bend over fat because it's like that stuff gets in your head and you're just like, oh, oh. I know. And he, he like the laughed. He thought it was no big deal. But yeah, I know. But he yeah. was like, he had a hot was, body, right? So he was probably, was he trying to be jerky? You have a hot so. body, though. What is that? It's okay, but it's just like, that's always been my trouble spot. Um, Listen to my cool sculpting yeah. episode. But yeah, when I bend over, but when anybody bends over, right? Unless you happen to be like super skinny, skin, skin, stomach. But yeah, that's where my baby blanket is. It's being human, folks. Being human. Yeah. Who cares? Fuck off. That's why he's asshole, Dave. We don't like yeah. him. Terrible. All right. Um, let's see. This one comes from Dave at the Airwolf Years. Okay. So the Airwolf Years. This is a podcast. Do you like when I flip my papers? You, I said, do you want to do it on your phone? And you said, no, I like to touch the papers because I like to hear when people are moving their papers in the back. Sometimes I like it. I feel like a real news person when you hear papers. Do you want me to make a noise? Go ahead. Okay, so Dave at the Airwolf Years. So I put a thing out saying, hey, guys, we're looking for stories about exes. And he wrote, an ex-girlfriend of mine ended up on the TV show Intervention. He said it was a total shock. We had been broken up for a bit. Another buddy sent me the link to her episode, which actually explained a lot of her behavior toward me over the year or so prior to my finding out. You love that show, right? Intervention? I love Intervention, yeah. I've seen, I think I've seen all of them, at least like the first chunk of them. You? Yeah. I got into it too. Dave and I watched it back in the day, back when we were watching the Dr. Drew you know, rehab. That surprises rehab. me that you'd be into it, but I guess it was very dramatic. And that was like reality shows were maybe newer. Yeah. And so I think I saw this one because I said, I go, whoa, that's good that at least it explained the behavior. So what was her vice? How did you guys break up? He said, dun, 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 dun. he said, the breakup was mutual. It was a few years prior to her ending up on the show. But then the messages and the emails started coming in. They were really verbally aggressive toward him. Um, she was calling his character into play and how he was unsupportive of her, despite that he didn't even see her for years. And it wasn't until after he watched her episode did he realize what the hell was really behind the messages. And he said she was on the show for inhalants, namely the keyboard cleaner. Oh, Remember yeah. Huffer? Oh, she, it, she got she was super popular. Yeah. She yeah. the Huffer. It was, was the duster, the computer duster. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I saw that episode. Is that the one? And, or were there a lot like that? I'm no, sorry you went one. through that. And he goes, I'm pretty sure that was it. And I'm like, holy moly. So there you go. You guys, mad props to uh, Dave was... from the Airwolf years because uh, he went through that with her. Uh, she ended up, she's now a spokesperson for anti-drugs and she's really made she's totally turned her life around and she's out speaking to schools and yeah she how do you know that because i they do like where are they now <laughs> so, oh how and they funny. she's doing great but hers was i mean it, she was even laughing at herself so i feel like i could laugh too but she was like kicking the police and like 
screaming. They threatened to take her cats because that was the only thing she cared about. And then she was like, oh, down with the popo, like out of her mind. <laughs> I just remember it was like, I think that's why it was so popular. It was so dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. Go. That was her. Yeah. It's a little celebrity story kind of. Um, there was one other one, too, that we didn't hit. And... Uh, this was from Erin. She wrote in that she was in a toxic relationship for three and a half years. Her ex was a narcissist, had a problem with drugs and alcohol. The relationship was very abusive, both both mentally and emotionally. She couldn't do anything with anyone. She always had to be by his side. She had to wear certain clothes that he liked. And basically her life had to revolve around him. But he'd go on these binges. He'd get super angry or he'd go missing. And she finally got out of that relationship and she's happily engaged to her soulmate. Thank God. Oh, so, my gosh. That is an awful one. Kooky. Yeah. Narcissists out there, too. Yuck. But anyway. Thank goodness. Yes. I love the happy endings where they get away from these lunatics and I into know. something nice. And they find their people. So there And we go. those lunatics, by the way, those narcissists, you know, I did the deep dive on these people. Uh, they just keep doing it their whole life, but they usually end up, a lot of them end up Doing their same behavior, like, very few change, but then they'll find them, like, in a nursing home trying to, like, run their racket, and they're usually just worn down because a lot of times they're alcoholic drug addicts because they're always trying to, like, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, control. It's Weird. kind of a night, like a demise ending. Yeah. Well, maybe in a future episode we can talk about love fraud, too, because that plays right into that. Mm. And we watched that. We binged that. It's only four episodes, but it was Did great. you watch the whole thing? Yeah. David What'd you I think? think? Oh, so good. But let's talk meaty. about it in the future. I want to, okay. I want to, I'll, I'll kind of re-outline it and we can talk about it because. Good. Not so. Okay. Lisa says, on the way home from the hospital after giving birth, and it was a C-section, to her beautiful, perfect daughter, her now ex-husband turned and looked at her and said, when will you stop looking pregnant? And... He also used to get angry with the way she loaded the dishwasher. Like, all that petty shit, right? Which I guess Ugh. all of us maybe do. And I'm like, I don't love how my family loads the dishwasher either now that we're saying it. But she says, um, happy ending. She divorced and remarried, and she's found the love of her life. Much sweeter, more loving, more emotionally in tune with himself and others. Very handsome. So... Yay, uh, success. It's always nice when you hear the follow-up, right, after these breakups that there's someone great out there. So people who are stuck right now and feeling like they're never going to find anyone or they're too old, just we know more and more people who find the love of their life the second time around. And Aww. it's it's all or good, right? fifth so, or 15th, yes. Yeah, exactly. How's your friend group? Are you guys all pretty well matched up or mostly single or do you have friends in divorce situations or... You kind of run the gamut. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, a lot of good, married, solid, love their partner ones. And then, yeah, I don't have anyone who's currently getting a divorce. So probably single people and married people mostly. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's it's so hard. Who's, to, so I, the divorce ones are a couple of them? Yeah, there's some that have already gotten divorced. There's some in the middle of it, some contemplating it. You know, it runs a gamut there too where... Like, Are these people that that was their 
like second or third boyfriend and they were married 20 years kind of folks because that's most of your friends right yeah it's mostly the yeah people who have started families together and then realize maybe it's not the greatest maybe this is not uh, a great match as we mature and but then you stay together for the kids or do you break up now because the kids need to see mom or dad happy and get what they want and not be treated this way or whatever is going on. So it's, it's, it's tough, dude. It's really tough. And my yeah. few people were probably from a few years ago, but I happened to have like three or four guy friends who were talking about, and they were people that, you know, like I had known for years and years and years. So, but yeah, same. And it was, um, they all wanted to get out of their marriages, but then they said there's too much to untangle. Even yeah. ones without kids were saying, oh, just the finances. We just have everything shared. Oh, and then, well, I like that one brother of hers. And, well, <laughs> we've got that. It, yeah. It's just like, but you complain all the time. So, yeah, I don't know. I know. Maybe it's easier for a single person to be like, just leave. Why would you stay? Right. Until everything is tangled up. Well, it probably is like daunting. It's almost like when you live in a house that you've been in for 20 years and all your shits in every closet and just the thought of having to pack up and move and like change addresses and do all the new stuff and maybe find a new job. It's like a whole life change. So it's just easier to stay in the old house and you just... You so know, is it fear? I'll deal with it someday. Is it fear of... It's probably fear and work. Like, yeah, fear of being alone. Uh, the work involved in breaking up and having to untangle all that stuff, the finances, filing a divorce, you know, all the lawyer fees and what's going to happen with that. I can't imagine. Or someone who maybe has been not the financial person the whole time, like their spouse dealt with all the money stuff. And so they would have to learn a whole new skill set and deal with their own finances finally. Like that's probably scary for people. Get dependent on each other. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I need to know how to do everything by myself because then. Yes, you do. And you do. Yeah. You're very self sufficient. I think that's good. But you could easily partner up and, and be good there too. But I think you would probably always keep your independence no matter what, huh? Well, I think that's it would question. be. That's a question. I think that mm -hmm. it is good to know how to handle yourself and then you come together. Without a whole lot of dependence in that way. But then it would be lovely to be dependent in a healthy way. Yes. <laughs> She's blowing kisses at the camera. I think that was her dating profile she just uh, filmed. All right, let's Good get to us. another one. Good. All right, all right. Okay, wait. I wanted to kind of go through. Um, I pulled up some fun lists and articles and stuff like that. So I thought this would be neat to, to see if you relate to any of these. Okay. Let's talk about breakups, types of breakups. Um, the mutual breakup. Have you had a mutual breakup? We both decide, you know what, we're better apart. I don't know. Probably not. Have you? Yeah, I don't know if there really can be one. Usually someone's got to instigate it and someone's probably hurt more than the other, right? Yeah, for me, it always is some weird ending that's back and forth or kind of partially can't let go or leave but then try to get back in the door a little and you know yeah like a half hump here and there <laughs> just a, a little friends with benefits 
post hump, breakup hump. Yeah. Well, I know. I guess there's that too. Or what about long distance? Have you done that? Well, we'll get to that. That's one of them. Yeah, that's okay. the logistical breakup. Long distance. Um, after living on opposite coasts, you know, the communication breaks down. So your day-to-day won't change much, but I guess having that person would. You've done that before. You've had long distance stuff, right? Have I? Didn't you? New York? You're a New York guy? Or no? Did I stay? I didn't really have anyone real in New York. I dated. That was my first real dating experience. Oh, I had some doozies. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, tell us. Oh, I remember. Okay, here's one. I, I have two, but I'll do one. Uh, his name was Jimmy Laspola, right? <laughs> okay. And he really was one of those guys. I was doing cater waitering at with Cipriani, which is the fancy restaurant guys. So they do all these fancy parties. But one of them was like out, you know, in the Hamptons. And it was the guy who owned the company that did like all these crazy blow up carnival things in someone's backyard. It was like mm. a four million. No, I shouldn't say that. It was like a half a million dollar party. Wow. I don't need to go too big. It's unrealistic, but. <laughs> Some of these bar mitzvahs were like a million dollars was average for a bar mitzvah. And they we would go to, what is with my mouth? We would go to the Wall Street building. Why am I saying World Trade Center when it's this old stock exchange building on Wall Street? That's what it was. Mm-hmm. There would be a lot of fancy parties. Anyway, Jimmy Laspola was the owner of this fancy, like, whatever, entertainment company that provides all these real high-end carnival things that I don't know whatever and then somehow I got to talking with him at the end of the night I'd always take little sips of the champagne through the evening and by the end (laughs) we were talking and uh and he was like a total hey Jimmy Laspola like he really was (laughs) this guy with a name like that (gasps) yeah But was he cute? Like, why were you? Kind of, yeah. He was like burly. He was like a man's man, New Yorker. I'm like, well, this will be nice for an experience. I'll try to go out on a date with this guy because just for the experience. Look at him get all nervous. And uh, so I remember he picked me up and he was like, I'm going to show you the sights in New York. And then he took me to, (laughs) he's like, you know Scorsese? It's like, yeah. He goes, all right, we're going to go to Mulberry Street. I'm going to show you where his mother hangs out. And then we went to Mulberry Street. And he goes, and he pointed out, okay, now this is kind of a vague memory because it was 20 years ago or something, but he either pointed out John Gotti in that restaurant or he said, this is where John Gotti goes. And I didn't know who he really was at that time. So it it didn't register if I saw him or not. But Scorsese's mom also, I don't know if she was in there. I can't remember, except that that was the place where they all went. So it was a pizza shop on Mulberry Street. Oh, my God. And... uh, so we went there. I think something happened with John Gotti. I swear to God, I think that we either saw him sitting in there and he pointed him out, but it was more than just a story. Scorsese's mom was just a story. Like she hangs yeah. out there. But yeah. I think Gotti was in there. I think. <gasps> because it was it it rings more to be like, oh, I met him and then later I find out who he really was. And okay. I was like, Oh shit. He and you know who he is, right? He's he, he was the one with the tax evasion they finally got and put in jail, right? And he had the sons that had that reality show, right? I guess. I don't I don't know about the reality show, but yeah, John Gotti was like the Al Capone of the yeah. mid nineties or late nineties. Crime family to, whole thing. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Wow. So anyway, and then <laughs> Something I remember he 
took me to some other place. We had to go through the Holland Tunnel. And he was talking about the tunnel. And then uh, somehow, and boys, we all know what you're doing. Somehow he showed me his new line of lotions he was launching and said, let me give you a quick shoulder rub with the oh. lotions. And then and you took it? I, well, yeah, at that point it was kind of like, well, you know, yeah. driving around all day. It's Tommy like, Lasorda, whatever. <laughs> Jimmy like, Lasfoli. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Lasfoli. Who's Tommy Lasorda? Tommy he's like a sports guy or something, right? He's like 85. He's like, he's like I old, like old balls. He's old baseball yeah. guy. <laughs> His Oops. old baseballs. Um, yeah, Tommy this sort of was not him, but I'll okay. take a massage from him too if he's still alive. <laughs> We're dead. But um, yeah, so this guy, so we ended up doing the old massage shoulder rub with the lotions. And then I got nervous because I realized I was somewhere far away from my place. And we were somewhere in like his house. And I'm like, oh, this could go bad because I didn't want to do anything with him. And then I'm like, this guy could kill me. I immediately (gasps) had this thought that he might be tied into the mob because of everything we had just gone through. I was like, who is this guy? I know nothing about him. He owns this big You've company. You've seen too much. You, you spotted I've seen John too Gotti. much. He's taken oh, me to, no. yes. It was a whole, and he was kind of like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, don't ask too many questions. So I remember just going, wow, I'm going to buy some of that lotion. Let's go. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Can I go home? <laughs> yeah. And oh, my God. So anyway, I got out of there. Oh. Drove me Lordy. home, and then I, I think I phased that one out. I was nervous. Yeah. But it was all about the experience because I have a tendency to get into trouble because I want to just try everything once. See? I'm like, this is a crazy old school New Yorker, like kind of scary, weird guy. So let's right. try that. The adventure. Anyway. You want the adrenaline, the whole yeah. like story. Well, and the New York experience with a guy named Jimmy Laspoli showing yeah. me things. So, and then you anyway. get like story ideas. You're writing screenplays you and... That, My so whole life has been it. gathering stories that go nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they go to Mouse and Weens. Thank you very hey, much. We are the they go people. to Mouse and Weens. They're also going to a screenplay competition that we That's are doing right. with our good friend Phil Rude in Austin. His son have a show, the the picture show, picture with, show with, with Austin and Phil Rude. Yep, you got it. You I got it. Say, I hate setting things up because I say everything wrong. <laughs> and you're like, well, you set up the other guys too. Yeah, and then pop That's up. That's why film. I make Joe do all of them because I get name. It's I okay. get it always. It's all right. I'm more in this world. I'm doing all the social media. Okay. It's uh, the pop up film cast guys with whom we did an episode already, but they are doing this whole screenplay competition too. So Keith and Derek. And then I don't know if they asked others to, we'll find out. We're going to meet soon and record and then do this whole contest. So you guys will hear a lot more about it in the future. And it's with a lot of other people. It's not just theirs, but they're affiliated with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's exciting. It's the first time I've read it. And we were on, th- forgive my cutting off, but we were on their show, Pop-Up Film Cast. That's right. And Mouse and Weens was a special guest. Yes. Go we check it out. A fun episode with them called... Uh, gore. Horn All spare and, and love and gore. <laughs> so good. They are so, so great. Fun. We love yeah. these guys. Improv. It was really fun. And so was Phil and Austin. We love them too. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So good New York dating story. I like that. It was not long distance. You were just over in New York. We have other kinds of breakups. The never saw it coming breakup. That's the hardest one where you think everything's fine and then bam, out of the blue, it's over. This happened with me with current hubby. What? When we broke up the time before we got back together. Yeah, I thought he was ring shopping. I've told the story before in our love stories episode. 
But uh, he just out of the blue decided he needed to break up, be on his own, figure out what he was doing with his life, go to law school. He had to get all his ducks in a row. But then after the fact, I find out he had met somebody else that gave him the tingly feelings. And so he was like, well, this isn't good. She played the flute. Yeah. He didn't want to cheat. So he broke up with me, which I guess was nice. <laughs> but man, you were there for that whole breakup, Weens, and that was ugly. Do you remember? I, I, I was, was in La Jolla so crying. in San Diego, so and you sad. were very sad every day. Yeah. Did I do yeah. a good job? You did. You out? were a great counselor, a great confidant, a great uh, picker-upper. Yeah. And you let me just tell the same story over and over again about how sad I was. And you kept saying, if it's meant to be he'll come back if it's meant to be he'll come back and lo and behold two years later i got a call and then i got a ring it was meant to be and we were back together yeah and the good thing about this is then and i remember feeling this way then but if they go off and do their thing then they come back and they're solid yes so solid and okay i did that yeah and realizing it wasn't meant to be at that time and he had to go so his wild oats and go to law school and figure out what he wanted to do and feel like then he could come back and support a marriage and be with with someone that understood him. No one else got it. No one else had a good sense of humor or could like just it wasn't a good fit. The chemistry thing is huge. So, dude, I'd never wish that on anybody, though. That was so hard to go through. I really feel Ugh. like that was almost more of a loss than like our own father dying. I really felt like so much more distraught and why is it i don't know grieving the whole loss of it because it's just so everything you put so much hope and dreams on this person and you know it was tracking you know we met at the right time and if i plan this right we get married then i can have kids and i'll still be kind of young and like everything was lined up and i just kind of had that dream and then the blam broke up out of the blue. What did it teach you? That I don't have control. That I can't control people or life. And you have to roll with what comes and realize that there's a big picture. There's a big plan. Someone else has got this under control. The universe, Mother Nature, God, whatever. And uh, did that help you? As it far took as- a, like after it took a retrospective look. I think you know after we got back together and had the kids in the life and then I look back and go oh I was devastated but it turned out okay so I don't know and then all these stories too people breaking up but then saying but then I met the best guy ever so you know yeah it works out okay let's do another story that's great though I mean if it teaches you here's what I was I didn't mean to lead you but uh if it teaches you to have less control I know that that's probably serving especially in your life Shut up. <laughs> okay, you're I have... so much better. I just want to say congratulations. You. You're. I didn't know I was that bad, but no, I know. Thank you. I know. I that was always my vice. I I like control. I'm a Type A. What can I say? I'm a firstborn. Who knows? An yeah. Aries. It, it all lines up. Yeah. All right. Um, we are going to listen to a fun clip that was sent to us by Chad Broadbreaker. He is with the Perfect Package podcast and his new podcast, which is called Down to Folk. And he's also with the Podfix Network. And he's hilarious. He's a fun guy. He's a perfect package. 
He is. I know. They have a great, great show. He and Dave is his co-host. And um, he comes from our same circles of uh, growing up in the Bay Area. So you guys were talking shop back in the day about our punk rock episode and the whole thing. All right. But he sent a funny story. He typed it up, but then he um, he recorded it. So I'm just going to play it. I hope my mic can pick this up, but we'll we'll put it in post. All right. Ready? Here we go. Hey, Mouse and Weens, long-time listener, first-time caller. It's Chad from the Perfect Package Podcast and Down to Folk right here on the Podfix Network, podfixnetwork.com. I wanted to tell you a story about my ex, a wonderful woman, married to her for 10-ish years. She was, as they say, guano insane. I got divorced from her. And uh, well, it's not a great story, but I just wanted to say that, you know, not all exes are bad. I envy her somewhat because, you know, some people search their entire lives for their soulmate and, and she found two in about six months. So God bless her for that. No, I mean, seriously, it's, it's fine. I'm remarried. She's remarried twice since we've been divorced, but it's fine. It's fine. It's convenient. You know, it's, it's always, it's always a good thing when you get divorced and get remarried within a few months and, but definitely weren't cheating at all. No. And then it's, and it's also, it's also convenient when you get divorced another time and and don't have to move far you can just take your stuff next door that's always super convenient so kudos to her for you know having such a convenient love life but i digress after i got divorced though this is a fun story i went crazy with dating and so i guess i'm the crazy ex no i it got to the point where i would have a first date with someone and we would go out to dinner and then I would have to call my friends and we would meet somewhere so they could meet who I was on a date with because I needed adult supervision when it came to my dating choices after my marriage. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like to think of myself as a, as a good, clean, wholesome Christian boy, but you know, after I got divorced, I went a little kooky. I, I, I dated a tattoo artist and a dominatrix, but that's another story for another time. But no, I had to, I had to get adult supervision when it came to my dating life. And, you know, I couldn't be trusted, but it all worked out in the end. I met a lovely, lovely woman. And I mean, she's crazy, but you know, I love her and she loves me, which is probably why I think she's crazy. Thanks for letting me share with you guys. Oh my god! Hey, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Oh my god, that's so interesting. I want to have follow up. I know time with him. Well, we're gonna be Dominatrix on his show. and a tattoo artist. Yeah, he has us on his show coming up too. So we'll be on the that's right next package. weekend. We're recording soon. Yes, yes, yes. So what's it called? That. They're gonna cut you off. I apologize. That's okay. The Perfect Package Podcast. Pa, 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 pa. Lots of peas. Got to get your pop stopper out for that one. But yeah, yeah, he's. It's so true though. With the with you hear like what happens after you break up with a crazy one, and you're kind of going like, whoosh, dodged a bullet. I don't know. Mine were all pretty vanilla, but you had a couple doozies, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was the same thing. After the long relationship ended, I did not care. It was the 
brokenhearted, do not care. I'll try whatever at this point, just for a while, just kind of frivolous. Well, there was a nice guy around there too, but um, yeah, I won't mention that he's in a relationship now, but he might not want to be mentioned. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, there was a fast Eddie in there, a zoom zoom uh, motorcycle guy who was a also a owned a weed dispensary and had a bunch of weed in his warehouse. Fast Eddie, folks. Fast Eddie. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, there was also one called... Yeah, he could Who else dropped out, out of the blue, too. Like, you thought things were fine, and then one day it was like, yeah. Nothing was on. fine in that thing. It was no, There was okay. no depth at all. It was just... But I was trying my hand at, like, oh, I'll try to be really open and vulnerable. and But secretly, all I was choosing were guys that I thought were cute. Yeah, <laughs> and trying it out, and I knew it would never work. And I had oh. the Hungarian bicyclist. That was the yes. other one who called me the other day. He's in my phone as what I am doing here because he was like a Austrian nihilist who was always like, "I don't know what I am doing here in the United States. It's so stupid. Americans are so stupid. What I am doing here? What and I am doing here?" Yeah, and he calls still. He calls like once a year and checks in and oh makes gosh. no sense. And I never call him back. But really, he, he was a nice enough guy. He was just ridiculous, you know. Mm. Oh, look at okay. Let me just play the message, okay. Jack. What I am doing here? Okay, she's typing her phone. Here we go. Hello, Miss Julian. Miss Julian. Miss Julian. Hello, Miss Julian. That's it. So I have to talk to this guy. Once a year, he'll call and leave some. Last time it was like, cats, 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 cats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding dong. <laughs> Just makes no sense. And I never pick up the phone. It's been five years. Ding dong guy. I love anyway. it. Yeah. Well, he was that a decent enough guy, but he was nuts, spicy. you know? Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, keep him, keep him coming. There was that. There were a few others. I won't go into all the details, but there were some. Do I was tr- trying a twenty-five-year-olds. There's uh, uh never mind. Let's. I know. We'll talk so, amongst ourselves. Well, when would they become? When does it go from being a date to a boyfriend? And then when does it go from we're not going to go on another date to being like a breakup? Is there a line? When- I think all of mine are not traditional or not with these types of guys yeah <laughs> do you have a, the talk of like okay let's no. be monogamous and no no uh, i always did no. yeah but you were traditional and those were people probably a little like there's the frivolous like all of a sudden you're like hey i guess we're doing this and uh, you're here all the time uh. yeah. and that's what i think when you're numb to love that's what happens sometimes and then you just mm-hmm. end up and then it's usually you're matching the energy of whatever situation you're in. So if you're in a place where you're totally closed hearted, but just doing stuff, then you're going to find someone else who's like, eh. Yeah. I think I think it's total like energy. What do you think? Yeah, totally. I agree with that. I think. And um, if it's not, one's always trying to struggle to get the other one to. to yeah, to there's never for. that straight up balance. It always feels like somebody likes someone else more or, yeah, or is more vulnerable, is more fearful. Ugh, it's so hard. It's so hard to Aren't match. Are you up. happy or not out dating? So happy, so happy. Although oh. there were a few that were great, and you know, the first long-term boyfriends were wonderful. But it was all at a different time in my life. Like it just wasn't right timing. Even though they're great people, 
That yeah. sounds. I had a lot of those. It's me. Too. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, it sounds dumb, but it, it was true. No, was no, true. no. And they're all often married and happy now, and you know, yeah, we're all that's friendly, so good. So. I have, I want to point out that I have a few of those too, not yeah. to cut off your story, but just to say that there were some very nice guys in there. Yeah, I yeah. won't name any names, but you know who you are. There were lovely people that just yeah. didn't work out for whatever reason, like jobs. And you have. Or, you have a good ability to stay friends with these people too, and um, yeah, a lot of nice. them are still buddies. Yeah. A lot. I was not a harlot. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, there were a few, and a lot of them are. Yeah, I'm still yeah. Friends with them. No, it's good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I did want to go over this last little piece because I think I said I would talk about this. This was kind of cute. Types of boyfriends and what we learn from them. Types of ex-boyfriends. Okay, so there's the crazy ex, what he teaches you. Overly attached guys aren't romantic, they're crazy, and they should be avoided. I don't think I ever had the attached ones. I was... Did you? Mm, I had the the crush I looked back up, who then went a little crazy and sent flowers and, like, notes and da-da-da-da-da. Oh, I had to block yeah. him. I had to get my boss to, like, put a firewall. And he firewall went to and- Coke in the bathroom and came out with a bloody Coke nose. Yeah, it was That was her pretty. lover in high school. Or you... I had the biggest crush him. on him, biggest crush on him, and I looked him up on Friendster. It was so long ago. It was before Facebook or anything. And don't do that, guys. Don't look up your crush. Keep it a mystery in the past. Oh, my gosh, yes. All right. Uh, the second type of ex-boyfriend, the one that got away, even though you're happy now, you can't help but wonder what life would have been like if you had stayed with this person. But what you can take from that, love is possible, but it's not always enough to save a relationship. So there you go. Mm. Um, all right, the platonic friend, the breakup wasn't messy. Neither of you had enough feelings invested to hate each other, and you still hang out as friends. Um, what he teaches you, some relationship, relationships might not work out, but they could lead to awesome friendships. And I think we we all have some of those, right? A couple. Yeah. Um, the ex with benefits, you talked about this. What he teaches you, plenty of new things in bed. Because if you're going to sleep together, why not experiment a little? Hmm? True? Why not? Okay, the Benny, the Benny guy. The one-sided soulmate. One can't just let go. Aww. Do you have any one-sided soulmates? Maybe. Uh, even if you want to love someone as much as they love you, you can't force your feelings. Letting someone go <laughs> truly could be the nicest thing you can do for them. You're laughing at something else. I'm going to find out and post. You probably... <laughs> Nothing. All right. Uh, the forgotten ex. You never really think about this guy. You often forget you even dated um, what he teaches you. You might feel really strongly about someone when you're in the moment, but down the line, you'll probably realize he wasn't as important as you thought he was. And that's fine. Feelings tend to cloud this fact. Uh, mm. uh, uh, uh. I do forget exes now. I mean, but they're more like shorty ones, not the longies, because my yeah. memory. It's just a long time ago. The embarrassing ex. You wish you could forget you dated him, but no luck. You have a few of these. What he teaches you, we all need a wake-up call at times when we're veering off track. Wait, what do you mean I have a few Terrible of these? decision. You just explained your nihilist oh. and your, okay. your fast Eddie. And then your tuna can guy. You dated that one guy that oh, gun was trunk. a bodybuilder. No, yeah. the Florida gun trunk. Yeah, the tuna trunk. cans. You're right. Yeah. He came in and showed me all of his guns. And then he talked about Trump. Oh, gun trunk. Um, the on-again, off-again ex, 
You've probably mistaken him for the one that got away, so you're always up for giving him another shot. However, that shot is always blown. Common mistake, but if it's not working time after time, chances are it wasn't meant to be and you should break the cycle. See, this could have been Dave, but it worked out. So the on again, off again. Do some work, folks, on yourself. Get rid of that guy. On yourself. Or girl. The ghost. After you broke up, he fell off the planet by ghosting you. This guy made sure you weren't friends on social media anymore. Have you been ghosted? Have you had that happen? I've had to do it to a couple of weirdos. You've had to do it. Yeah. Ghosting didn't really <sighs> exist back when I was dating, really. There's one ex that um, finally stopped taking my calls and emails, and um, but I heard from a friend of a friend that he had, like, all my stuff. Like, he was – I broke up with him, and so he was still, like – Maybe I was the one that got away or whatever. So he still had a little thing of all my stuff and his wife didn't like it and made him get rid of it and made him like no more Christmas cards, no more phone calls, no more whatever. Yeah. He still had your stuff? No, just like letters and notes and stuff like that. I'll tell you after. I do. Really? Oh, Okay. Billy Idol crashed in his front yard in Hollywood. (laughs) I'll just right, tell you I'm that I'm going to take this out, too. Okay, this is for Patreon only. We we're divulging secrets, though. I don't know. Good, because I flashed say. my boobs a second ago. <laughs> That's what you did? You're no, that was something else. Oh, what? But I did. I just felt this impulse, and I did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was right in the middle of you saying something important. Arr! I need to Stop get out it. of my you house. You need to get out. You're too flashy. Mm. You need to, like... All right. One last one. Let's see. The overanalyzer. This one's still pretty damaged and likely single. What he teaches you, there is such a thing as too much closure. Picking apart a relationship doesn't really help because you're stuck in the past instead of moving on and seeing what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you looking at me like that's me, the analyzer? You kind of oh. like to analyze past relationships with the you're people. Right. Okay, well, so what do you do? You move on, huh? Yeah, you move on. Oh. You're not, you mm-hmm. got to think about the present and the future. Well, I do now. Yeah. I've You're done very well. That's why I'm yeah. taking so much time off. Three and a half years I've taken off of anything. Wow. Has it been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost as, as old as our podcast, your, uh, your dry spell. <laughs> this is good. Real dry. <laughs> oh, sick. All right. The married ex. If you really like this guy, you might be a little heartbroken about not being the one he chose to wife, but learn to be patient. Marriage could happen to you, but things happen at different paces for different people. I have not dated a married person. Oh, like your ex got married right after you. That kind of thing. All right. Um, the gay ex. Have you ever dated someone who turned gay? Not turned gay, but who was gay, who came out after? I don't think so, but there's a couple who I question. Mm. No, not really. That's not true. No. You had your, what um, about you? You had the spiritual sex guy who dabbled in both. That? Did he? Remember I don't you remember. told me he had sex with a guy once and you were like, that's cool. And I was like, what? Doesn't that tell you something? And you were like way more open than I was. I was like. See, I don't even remember. Yeah. I think he was a swinger. He liked those teddy bear picnic underwear of yours. So he, <laughs> he liked boys too. Um, the one you burned. Okay, this is the last one. In, in this case, you're the one who did something wrong. You try not to think about it anymore because it just makes you feel like a bad person. What he teaches you, not to make the same mistake in your future relationships and why what you did was wrong. So, 
Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Lots of lessons to be learned from our exes. Wow. Guys out there, girls out there, tell us about your exes. I want to hear more stories because I think it's pretty fascinating. I love picking apart all this stuff. Yeah. What does it teach you? And and have you found the love of your life after? Do you pine away for them still? We will keep going with this. I love these because I have a million things I wanted to talk about, but we don't have enough time. I want to talk about friends getting a divorce, how to support them. Um, I want to talk about if you're the one that got away. What about if our kids start wanting to date? How do we deal with that? Um, you still think about your ex, even though you're totally over him. I mean, there's lots, lots to unpack here. Analyze. Yes, let's analyze it. Weens, close it out for us. What? Anything you want to say? To all the exes, to all the loves I've loved before. All my exes live in Texas. What else is about exes? That one. Um, sexy exy yep. number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no. Do you have anything no, else? No, I have. Uh, yeah. I just want to say to all the boys I've loved before, you are all uh, wonderful people. A couple of you are jerks, but most of you are very nice. <laughs> you know that you know who are the nice ones. If you're listening, that's you. Yeah. Since you're listening, uh, if you're a jerk, you're not listening. Therefore, I can call you a jerk, and you are, especially Fast Eddie and uh, who was that other guy? The, oh yeah, Gun Trunk. Forget about that guy. Too many cans of tuna. He was not fun. All right, stop lifting weights. Settle down. Get in touch with your feelings, you jerks. I love you. What about you, Joe? Please, can you close it out? I know. No, I look back fondly on, a, on the relationships, and I did learn from each one, and uh, everything does work out for a reason. I don't know, all that generic Hallmark crap, but I really did. I do have love for all those, all those guys, except for the jerks, you're right. Except for asshole. But even he could jump into underwear with two feet. And that's a feat. That's, that's a skill. A uh, feet. We need to all okay, everybody uh tonight when you're jump in your underwear, you're dressing, whatever that means. In your little room, I want you to strip down. I want I want the waggle waggly parts to be able to waggle, and I want you to jump in your underwear with both feet. Hold them up about your knee height. That's what he did. And he jumped in with okay, both feet. Knee height. Did not fall. I'm Nothing caught on them. He jumped right in. Okay, she's on her bed, you guys. She just took off. She's got tights on. I'm not going to lie here. And she's going to jump in as if she's nude. Okay, she's here holding they go. Up some I'm going to see how amazing boxers. this is. Okay, here, here she goes. Here they are. Holes open. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, here she goes, folks. Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She just fell so hard. Her whole rig flopped. <laughs> she's a mess. It's all over. All this right, is the end hard. of the episode. <laughs> Our asshole Dave gets major kudos for that. All right. You guys, thank you for listening to Mouse and Weens. This has been a fun one. We are available on all podcast players. Please tell your friends that's the best way we can grow. We're also on Patreon if you guys want all the outtakes and bloopers and uh, get to choose our next episode topics. Um, we also post lots of fun little videos and things like that. So head over to patreon.com backslash mouse and weens. Um, what else? We are on all the social media at Mouse and Weens everywhere, including Clubhouse. This is a new thing we want to try, but you got to spell it out. Mouse, Andy, Weens. And we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Thank you. us. And we have so much fun doing this and we'll see you next time. Bye. Yay.
all the time in the world we just talk about you two minutes on me Do you like 80s television? Of course you do. Do you like helicopters? Of course you do. Do you like men serenading eagles by the waterfront while playing cello? Yes. Yes, you do. If you'd like to hear more about helicopters and cellos, please be sure and tune in to Champa and Klein the Airwolf Years every week on your favorite podcast service. Join hosts Greg and Dave as they discuss every single episode of the classic 1980s television series Airwolf. Be sure and subscribe today. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.